Hello and welcome to another Discourse about Discourse Educast by Ben Wilkoff. Today is July the 4th, which is a Wednesday. And uh, I guess this is a pretty special podcast because I am not in my native Denver, Colorado, but I am instead in Osawatomie, Kansas. And uh, the reason why I'm here is because my wife's family, uh, her mother lives out this way as well as her sister and little brother and we're obviously staying with them and and enjoying their company for the 4th of July but something else has sort of transpired over the last week or so that has really gotten my attention out here that is a little bit more applicable to the podcast and that is the fact that the Pottawatomie Creek and River have overflowed into um, the town of Osawatomie causing huge amounts of uh, flooding all the way up to the tops of roofs. Um, They've declared it a national uh, disaster and FEMA is coming out hopefully fairly soon and is going to help a lot of the residents out with things. Um, My wife's sister who is uh, 18 years old, her apartment which is on the second floor was flooded all the way up to the top and now you can see the top of her apartment but um, she won't be able to get back in there for quite a bit of time. They did evacuate her um, early in the morning before the I guess the the walls were breached and and sort of the banks that they had been sandbagging for the previous couple of days were overcome and this was all due to rain and um, and it's flooded before, but never ever to this point. And so um, that's definitely a sort of tragic um, reason for me to be out here as well. And we're looking in for different ways to help. And if you're interested in helping these people, I know that there are um, some charities, the Red Cross and things like that, that are trying to um, put together some, some funds specifically for um, the Osawatomie uh, floods and there are a few other places that have been flooded as well and the devastation is just enormous the uh, the crops are are pretty devastated entire fields are, are overrun as well as a lot of the housing and things like that are sort of taken over and right now I am on my way I'm actually going to be meet, meeting with Kevin Honeycutt today Um, because he works out this way and he's actually in um, Ottawa, Kansas and I'm on my way there and I figured it would be a good time to podcast because this tragedy in uh, Osawatomie is kind of something that that's been stirring up some other issues for the the kids who go to Osawatomie High School and the reason for that is that they were one of the first people that I knew about to implement a one-to-one tablet PC initiative Um, and Osawatomie High School is is not large at all Um, I don't know the actual demographic but a few years ago and um, my wife's sister was actually one of the people who were uh, who received one of the laptops Um, but they were they were one of the first people that I had heard about to put out a a one-to-one initiative and and to tout its successes and things like that a lot of the kids, um, you know, don't have a lot of access at home, 
but uh, because they had these laptops that were powerful enough, I saw them all over the, the town, the kids playing with things, and they would go to spots where there was Wi-Fi, and they would download lots of things, and, um, well, um, I started thinking about, well, what are they doing with that because of this tragedy? What are they doing with the technology that they have be been given? Have they used the technology to rally around and to um, create something new? And my, my gut instinct is probably they're not. Probably they have not set up any kind of social network that would help them to get through such a tough time because our immediate reaction to this kind of tragedy is to immediately deal with all of the stuff. You know, are we gonna get back that house that was ours? Are we gonna get back all of the clothes that we left in there? Are we gonna get back that personal possession? And when I look at the people and listen to them, they're talking about the stuff that they want back, but what they really want is the people that are around them. They wanna be talking to the people. They wanna feel connected to the other people around. And I think that there is a lot of um, of helping that is going on between the people that are that are coming in and out, and, and there's a lot of charity uh, being handed out and things like that. The the uh, Red Cross was handing out sandwiches the other day, and you know my my wife's sister got about ten of them, and um, you know that's amazing. We we have to get that survival piece in there, but I think that beyond that. It is the connection that needs to be made and needs to be forged. And if the school becomes the, the avenue for that, if all of the kids that have these laptops create the social network that everyone in the community can, can go into and can connect to one another and make sure everyone is okay, they can make sure that, that everyone is staying up on the latest information if the police had some way to disseminate um, where, let's say, um, food was being dropped off and things like that, I want to know why we as communities are not using the school and the technology that is already available and that should be available in terms of one-to-one -one or, or even just the technology in the school. Why are we not using these places as community centers that are pushing the boundaries of what it means to be a community. We need to be mirroring what is going on in the school, in the, uh, the social network of, of teachers, of students. We need to be mirroring that in the greater community. And we need to bring bringing in the people who are not as savvy and things like that and telling them, you know what, this is a place for all of us to get our information. This is a place for all of us to know who we are as a community and to, to disseminate that information. And um, I really feel like each school district, each school could have a part of a social network and feel better about their own successes, about their own ability to um, to overcome uh, something that is as tragic as a flood and losing everything. When you when you lose all of the possessions, what do you have left but the people? And what needs to happen is there needs to be this universal access. And I really like what Steve Hargadon did with um, 
with down in in when Katrina happened, um, he set up public web stations, and he was sort of in charge of making that work, um, where they would they would set up hardwired stations, but it needs to be the cheapest, most inexpensive, oldest laptops that we can slap a, a wireless card into. And I think that that should be something that should be rationed, basically, when you're, um, basically, when you are, are giving out food, you should give out a cheap um, communication device that is not just a one-way radio that you can get other updates on. You need to be able to contribute. This is what happened to me. And I found more than anything else that was happening, people wanted to tell their stories and, and to get out there and say, this is what happened to me. And, um, and I feel like that that's pretty powerful. And that... Um, if, if they're able to do that, if they're able to network with one another and, and to share that information, it's going to be a lot easier for them to get back on their feet, to um, sort of own what has happened to them and to not feel like victims. Uh, because there is a huge uh, ability to just feel like a victim and to, to just take whatever is coming to you. And to a certain extent, we need to be very much giving these things out, but, but these kinds of opportunities uh, or, or situations are really opportunities to show the people who don't get it that this has a, uh, a potential to connect people together in a way that, and what I'm talking about when I say this is, um, you know, Web 2.0 technologies, that social atmosphere um, of collaboration, this has the potential to create um, a, an atmosphere of community that uh, that really nothing that I know of can, because not everyone's voice can be heard in a town meeting, not everyone's voice can be heard, um, or, you know, over the roar or over the um, the stagnant waters, the the roar of the rushing water or over the stagnant waters. I'm driving right now past acres and acres of ravaged crops right now. Um, and I, it, it is absolutely widespread devastation. I would say yesterday I would not have been able to drive on this road. Uh, now it's dried up a little bit, um, but the, the road is just barely higher than the waters that are on the other side. And um, it's something that, that I don't know that I've really experienced firsthand. And um, I think that a lot of people, when they see this kind of thing, they, they think of, well, is that practical? Um, is it practical to use our resources to set up a, a wireless network for a, you know, a dispersed clientele? You know, but it, I, I don't know. It, it, it might not be essential. It may be sort of that pipe dream in me that, that really wants people to be as connected as possible. but. Um, I think that it's essential to get, getting people back uh, to where they want to be and to show them the virtue that uh, connecting to one another can have. So um, I guess I'd like to keep on thinking about the ability that social networks have and the ability that infrastructure that is already there in place. There's a one-to-one -one program in Osawatomi. Why are we not using that um, those computers in order to create a network of, of people to 
to, to get the word out and to collaborate on solutions for this community um, that already exists. Why are we not using it to, to create something good? And so I'm, I guess my, my challenge to anybody who is listening to this is how do we use the, the technology that we already have in place in our schools to benefit the greater community? And how do we use the technology that is already there or that we can get there in a short amount of time to benefit people who are the, um, the subject of tragedy, of um, natural disasters, of things like that? And I think Steve Hargadon has done a great job uh, pointing out a few different ways of doing that, but I think it's, it's truly, truly valuable. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to leave a comment, please do so at bhwilkoff, that's W-I-L-K-O-F-F, dot podomatic.com. If you would like to send me an email, it's B-E-N-W-I-L-K-O-F-F at gmail.com. Please dig the podcast. If you'd like, there should be a dig button um, on the podcast as well as at my blog, which is Y-O-N-G-E-S-O-N-N-E dot edublogs.org. And I hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye.